This week on the Catholic Money Show, we are sitting down to talk with a real-life couple to hear more about their relationship and how money plays a part in it. Stay tuned. Catholic Money Show. We are so excited for this episode that is debuting today. One of the things that we get asked about often is how do we get on the same page? This is coming from married couples. You know, how do we actually mm-hmm. merge our money story? How do we not just settle for always having financial conversations be tense? How do we actually enjoy talking about this and not feel like we are, you know, getting a root canal when we're trying to budget together? Um, and so many of you have requested, can you show us the process? Can you tell us more stories? Uh, You know, we've heard, you've heard our story, Mm -hmm. Jonathan and I's, but we want to start highlighting stories from other Catholic couples who are doing this, who have done this, put in the hard work and actually merged their money. And today on the episode, we have Renzo and Monica Ortega of Pre-Cana with the Pope podcast, and they are joining us here to share their story. Welcome guys. Thank you Thank guys you so much us. for having us. Thank I, you. I would love, I, I hope by the end of the episode, you could show, teach us how to not make it feel like a root canal because I still <laughs> hate budgeting. <laughs> it still feels like that for me. You, you <laughs> know, it, but it's even, uh, you know, we're, Jonathan and I are almost what, 11 years into this, uh-huh. you guys almost 10 years into your marriage. Yeah. Uh, there's always going to be things that come up, bumps in the road, but once yeah. you have the tools to know how to, process through that, you can get through it as easily as possible, right? When you're mm-hmm. dealing with two fallen individuals trying to navigate yeah. something together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Less, uh, you know, more smooth than it probably was in the early days when you were just- That's for sure. Yes, that's, that is. That is yeah. <laughs> that's yes, for making sure. progress. So would you guys mind, um, just before we dive in, sharing a little bit about who you are and, and what you do, and then we can start diving into your story. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like you said, Lorenzo and Monica, um, we started dating in high school. We were high school sweethearts. We dated through college um, and got married after Monica graduated. Um, I proposed and I had very little income at that point, but I still still took the dive. Um, and uh, right now we, we have the podcast, like you said, Pre-Cana with the Pope. Um, and we've just been really moved to try to help um, restore confidence in marriage and family life. We know how difficult marriage is. Um, we know how many mixed messages there are out there. And um, we've we've really been trying to, to build couples up and and really help them navigate all, you know, all the murkiness that that, that is with uh, putting two lives together. Um, did I miss anything? Yeah, I think one of the reasons why we were so excited to be invited to be with you guys tonight was um, because one of the things that we get feedback a lot from is how like people seem to understand the sacrament and they understand the the spirituality of it but then they're like okay but then real life starts and like how do you do real life together isn't like praying supposed to fix everything and you're kind of like no there's practical to it like there's Mm -hmm. money stuff to do with it and there's communication and there's so our hope with our ministry at to become family and using the podcast pre-cating with the pope is to um try to highlight how those two things come together and how Catholicism and a, and a Catholic marriage is, is really like this holistic picture and this holistic way of living. 
Um, so I'm excited to talk specifically tonight about finances mm -hmm. um, and also communicating about finance. Awesome. Thank you for being willing to share that. And just today, I was actually in the car going to pick up our girls from, they go to a hybrid homeschool. Um, and I tuned into Danielle Bean's recent podcast with Beth Shree. Um, her mm. and her husband, Ted Shree, wrote a book recently about the messiness of marriage. And I yeah. haven't read it, but just based on the conversation, I wanted to. It, it sounds like you guys run into this too, of um, people coming to marriage thinking, we can we have our faith and that's all we need and so this will be easy right we're not going to be like the culture and we're not going to face the same obstacles but i think the right. reality in catholic marriage is often that we face the same obstacles we just happen to have sacramental grace in order yes. to combat them like it's no yes. different it's still as hard it's just as messy um and so thank you for being willing to dive into this particular area that can get so hairy and so messy sure. for couples and um and being, being willing to share your own story. So with that, could you take us back to um, before you guys got married and your families of origin, how was money talked about, viewed, and what kind of habits did you kind of leave home with? Mm. Um, so for me, um, I came from um, I came from an interesting background because my parents divorced when I was younger. And um, my biological dad and then my mom and my stepdad handled money very, very differently. Mm. So I kind of was able to see almost two ends of the spectrum. Um, uh, my, my biological dad will, will quickly admit he's not great with money. Um, and then my mom and my stepdad were um, much more financially successful, um, but they didn't really talk much about that. Like I know that my, I know that they did investing. They talked about like stocks and bonds, but they never necessarily like taught specifically like how to invest and what to invest in and things like that. Um, but they did teach me the importance of saving. So one of the practices that I had when I got my first job or even with babysitting was like to put some aside and then to have spending money. But particularly I worked in a restaurant in high school. So my paycheck went to savings and my tips went to spending. And that was just kind of like the easiest way. Here's a check. I send it right to the bank. Here's my cash. That's what I can use. Um, so I did kind of have that um, as a foundation. And that was just kind of a habit. Mm -hmm. um, they, they did, though, um, get me a credit card when I first um, started working so that I could learn how to use a credit card well. And um, I did have a small car loan um, when I um, when I was a teenager going into college. Um, and that was like their way of helping me to like learn how to work with debt well. Um, so that was, that was like kind of a lesson that I unlearned as I got a little bit older, but, um, but yeah, so that was a little bit of my background. And then yours was she, she got all the, than she got all the good habits. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't like my family did not, there was a lot of money fights growing up. Um, all I knew about money is that we didn't have enough of it. And that was a big problem. Um, and so like for me, I ended up working a lot, turned 16 and I, you know, had two, three different jobs. I, I worked a lot. Um, but I also spent a lot too. Um, I spent a lot of it on food and <laughs> fine dining at fast food restaurants. Um, and like a lot of video games and just all, all of that was, was, I, I just, I honestly spent so much money. Um, because like I didn't, I didn't feel like I was lacking because I wasn't in a spot where I couldn't get whatever I wanted. My parents didn't have to like I didn't have to rely on them anymore to to buy things for me. 
Um, but I never developed any good habits. Uh, I didn't know how to use money though. Like I, I couldn't use it for, to, to be successful with it. Um, I wasn't thinking for the future at all. So I ended up finding myself at the end of college with very little savings. If I don't even think I had it, dollars, like I had nothing. Um, and it was just, just, it was just, just not a good place to be. Um, so no good, no good habits from family of origin. Yeah. So hardworking, but not yes, great they're very hardworking, yes. but like the, the like, the yeah. spending too. Yeah. Even even up to now, like even if as grandparents, if we were to ask them to get anything for the kids, oh. they would absolutely like put up the house just to get them. Like, <laughs> so, um, that's so we're not like that, but sure. so then how when so you're coming at this? It sounds like Monica, you're very much like, oh yeah, we're gonna save this money, right? I mean, your paycheck went to savings. It was the tips that yeah. you spent. And then, it's like the reverse 80-20. Most people spend yes. 80 and save 20. You were on the flip side. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then Renzo, you, it sounds like, I mean, just like, I mean, I can relate. Uh, oh, I've got a couple bucks. Let's spend a couple bucks. Um, so when you got married, how did that, how did that work together? Because if you don't address that, you're probably going to get really upset with each other and maybe not last very long in your relationship. But here you are been dating since high school. You've been married almost 10 years. How has this worked out? Well, so what I did. Uh, so the day before I proposed to Monica, a buddy of mine, um, he was working at his job as a janitor, like he, like summer job trying to make, trying to make extra money. So I was, I was with him. Um, we're right out of college or a year out of college. And I asked him like, you know, I don't make a lot of money. What do I do? So he recommended Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. So I read that whole thing in a week. Then I gave it to Monica to read. She finished it in about a week. And then I was like, all right, Monica, you're in charge of my finances. <laughs> I, so I agree with this. I think this is great. Can Let's you make sure we're good with this? And I, I kind of like just gave it all to her so I wouldn't. And like, yeah, so like I, you know, money comes in, goes straight to our accounts and I'm not touching it. <laughs> and yeah, that that's that was how we started. Probably better than what could have been, but that wasn't a healthy thing to do. But that's how we initially started our yeah. Our relationship together with money was Monica's taking care of it. So we did. We are so grateful, though, for our friend like sharing that with us because yeah. that was probably like the best engagement and gift mm -hmm. anyone could give is like, here's financial literacy. And it gave us a common language yeah. to speak from. Yeah. So maybe we don't have this all in practice yet, but we could start like saying words and knowing what the other person meant. Mm -hmm. And we could start creating goals and and like taking baby steps to achieve them. Yeah. Um, and so for example, like we, we did this as we got engaged and, um, one of our goals was to definitely like contribute to the wedding without going into debt. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing was to pay off my car before we got married so that we wouldn't go into marriage having, having that debt as well. Mm -hmm. And then even thinking about like, we're, we're going to be renting, but we want to, save up to be able to have a house and just, yeah. we, we finally had goal financial goals. Whereas I, I would say prior to that, all we were thinking of was about, about how, how in love we were and how everything was going to work out. <laughs> so like there wasn't really any, any thought about like, what are we doing with money? Right. And I don't know, we didn't start necessarily like budgeting every expense together at the beginning. Um, but we, uh, we had our paychecks. Um, so we, after I had graduated from college and then you had already been working, we had our paychecks and we were kind of like paying our bills separately. And then some of them were starting to merge. Um, but one of the things that we did on the side was we both coached athletics. So we both agreed that like our coaching stipends come in and then they go out to big purchases. Like we don't 
spend that other money, that's like going towards um, the wedding photographer or that's mm-hmm. going towards, um, I don't remember some, like a couch. Like we, so we took that and we started to see how like our work translated into being able to have financial freedom to purchase things, but it also delayed the gratification. Like we couldn't do it immediately because coaching stipends kind of came in quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that was like our first real big good lesson of like, we can wait, we can live without this thing for a while until that money comes in. Um, and I would say that started to motivate us to be like, okay, well then how can we start to like plan ahead and save for other specific things? And I think also like we were motivated to live off of less, like the apartment we, we first got was very tiny. Um, and like all of Dave Ramsey's jokes about rice and beans, like we kind of did take that to heart (laughs) and like, all right, we don't have to. Yeah. rush out of this small apartment to to get this huge house so like we moved from like our little apartment to a very little house very little square footage little like we cottage. were it was a little cottage um but like we we wanted to have a home but we also knew like we can't live like we're not going to be immediately be living like our parents did yeah. so like we're giving up a lot of those comforts um but we that was like a conscious choice of like okay we're not going to be doing that which which is again prior to getting married we weren't thinking like that we were thinking like let's let's get married we're going to get a big house we have these things like yeah. There's just a lot of things that we weren't pre- prepared for and we're happy we had some sort of language. Yeah. And I think also um, one of the things that we appreciated about getting on the same page with our goals was also getting on the same page with our um, occupational goals. So both of us went to school for like human services. So I was a Catholic school teacher when we first got married and you're a social worker. So neither of our paychecks were ever going to like there's not a lot of moving up and like, okay, at some point promotions <laughs> will start coming in and, you know, there's no commission, there's no what have you. Mm-hmm. And so we like looked at each other and we're like, okay, so either we like, we live like this because we feel like this is what we've been called to do. And that means we have sacrifices on the other end, mm-hmm. or we need to start thinking about changing our careers so that we, so at one point, like in some place there has to be sacrifice. And we, prayerfully discern that like our jobs were where God was calling us. So then therefore, um, our, our spending had to reflect the kind of jobs that we committed to that we, and I think it was like a reframing of like, instead of being stuck in these low paying jobs is like, we have, we're choosing to do this because this is what we feel like is right. Um, and then therefore we have to make some tough decisions on the other end to support that life. Do you desire to get on the same financial page with your fiancé or spouse but don't know how? All too often, we meet Catholic couples who assume the sacrament of marriage will be enough to prevent money fights. But it doesn't. Inviting God into your finances, intentionally merging your money, creating a unified vision for your future, and understanding prudent money habits is what will. If that sounds exactly like what you need, join us in an upcoming workshop we're leading on October 27th at 7.30 p.m. Central. It's called Money Together. We're leading the three-part workshop live in one night with the goal of helping you get on the same financial page once and for all. Go to WalletWin.com slash money together to register now. That's WalletWin.com slash money together. love that. Um, Mm -hmm. If I can just jump in quick and just uh, commend you for that. And the fact that you were budgeting, um, it got you thinking more intentionally. And then you actually had data to actually make an informed decision where I think so many people, they're just kind of 
stuck in the grind until and then a crisis happens and they yes. realize that you know this isn't working anymore we actually don't have enough income that matches our spending and then it's a huge event but if you see it coming and now yes. align your spending with what you plan on your income being it just makes it so much easier and uh, a concept that we often talk about is um what we refer to as maximum fruitfulness so discerning mm. for each of us what is maximum fruitfulness how is god calling each of us to serve in his kingdom and our income is going to be reflected and mm. some it's going to be bigger some it's going to be smaller some it's going to be a vow of poverty you know he's going to call mm -hmm. all of us to have different relationships and i just love that you committed to that discernment and stuck with it because our culture mm. i don't know about you guys but i feel like all i hear in facebook groups and and different places is just you got to get that hustle on you got to earn more you got to just constantly increase your income and it's not always true that mm -hmm. we have to just almost be enslaved to finding the next gig to boost our income. And you guys discovered that secret of let's just make the dollars coming in behave and, yes. and, and match with what yeah. we're doing. And all of a sudden now we can answer God's call exactly how it's in front of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just being intentional, like that you sat down and and thought about it and prayed about it and you discerned like you saw okay one of the like one of these parts is going to change right the the desires and the yearnings and like like some of the material goods or what you know what the money side is going to look like we're going to have to there's going to be some sacrifices on that side or these jobs that we love that we were getting into that I think maybe this is what I'm supposed to do that's going to have to be sacrificed and that you saw it that way instead of just like, Oh, we don't have any money. And what are we going to do? Um, and like, Oh, oh. It, it was a more of a very active or a very intentional discernment. And, and I think that is something that is a bit unique with having a Catholic perspective on finances yeah. of understanding. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody is going to have piles of cash. Not everybody's yeah. called to, you know, be having, you know, millions and millions of dollars in the bank. Sometimes we're called to live a simple life and that's yeah. mm -hmm. fine, right? It's, it's okay to live a simple life. It's okay to have a bunch of money. Um, but each individual call is unique to us. And so, yes. um, yeah, that's just great to hear. That was really good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, cause take I, us I, back I, to oh, the sorry. story. <laughs> no, no, I don't need, I don't know where we were on the story. Sorry. Go ahead. What were you well, my say? thought was to be like, I, well, that's what I love that you pointed that out because I feel like that's something that Dave Ramsey doesn't have in his message. Like it's like you got to become a millionaire, yes. and and like that there's there's that pressure of and like for us that was a struggle. It's like, well, we're not supposed to be striving for comfort. Like that's not that's not congru congruent with our faith. So like that's not really what we like. We just hope to be able to provide for our kids, but like you know, suffering comes, it comes. But um, but yeah. So like, but there's a, an active discernment process to that too. Absolutely. I do. I remember, I love, we love Dave Ramsey. We've been down to his headquarters. We did our debt-free scream. We um, went down there for like a financial influencers event. We love him. We respect He's him. He's good. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but I remember listening to his uh, radio show back in the day and he was telling somebody that like had a lower income, just like that they need to get, get moving, you know, in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what would he say to a religious sister? <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just not even right. on the radar 
Um, mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, there's very specific reasons that religious take vows of poverty. Um, but again, it's just not even, it's not even something that a Protestant can even conceptualize just because it yeah. doesn't exist. So anyway, yeah. there's so, some little differences just like that. Yeah. yeah. Where Catholic and faith can bring in a richness. Yeah. And there's definitely times where like, sometimes you do need to buck up and grind. Like, you know, a, a major life event happened and you have to refill those savings or, or you, um, you know, you dipped into debt because of a, of a medical thing or whatever. And, and yeah, sometimes you need to pick up the pieces by going to work extra or picking up a side job. Um, and I think that that's also part of the good stewardship though, of like, I, if I owe money, then that means I need to, I need to pay it back because I've, I've borrowed from somebody else and they trusted me with that mm-hmm. and I need to repay that debt. Um, and, and that requires me to work a little bit harder. Yep. Um, so I do, you know, I definitely think that there's a place for like that grind and that hustle every once in a while, but for that to be your life then then like what what's the end goal what are you mm-hmm. hoping to achieve because there could always be the next there could always be the next and i think that there's there is something very good about like simplicity too and this, mm-hmm. and this is and, good and i think that was hard for us well, at least for me to like accept when we started having kids cuz like mm-hmm. then you start all right our house is kind of small now and like yeah <laughs> i know we outgrew our house at it, some it, point like, it, like, it was okay it was okay <laughs> when it was just two of us but now like there's, there's a child for some reason we got a dog <laughs> and when like, you start adding more kids to it and then like we're like okay what are we gonna do so um that was that was also a uh, but like we again then we had to like really all right we, we have to budget more consciously and be yeah. more aware of our expenses um we had we have to constantly come back to that like even 10 years in like there's you're know, like all right we, we have to go back to what we know works and, and mm-hmm. um, yeah mm-hmm. it's like we still don't have anything down even yeah <laughs> no, no, especially when you have kids still in, in the home. I feel like every three months, our schedule changes, our budget changes. Yeah. It's just we have a new family yeah. every quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that's so that's true. Right. have gotten to a different space. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so right. Yeah. So it's to be expected. Um, so as you guys, you were on this journey, you were getting on the same page. Were there ever any times where um, – like it got hard or your personalities were struggling to kind of stay on the same page. I think there's been a few times where we've had to call each other out on like frivolous spending. So we both are comfort spenders, I think, when we're just like, when we're a little stressed. I, I am a comfort put in the Amazon cart. <laughs> I don't know if I always purchase it, but I'll put it in the Amazon cart, hoping that you will comfort buy it. Hopefully, hoping I press buy. Um, yeah. So there's definitely some times where we um, we kind of had to call each other out on the like, that wasn't really necessary. And you're like, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Um, so that's that's uncomfortable. Um, I mean, there's definitely I, I think there haven't been a lot of tensions in much of that because of that like same page of the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while when one of us like slips, it's like, oh, you're right though, because we had agreed on this mm-hmm. certain goal. And and then maybe if we feel like that goal needs to be adjusted, this might be a time to like, uh, this is highlighting that that needs to be brought back to conversation. You know, maybe moving in six months really needs to be more like a year, you know, or maybe buying a new car actually like really needs to happen next month instead of two years from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So sometimes those are like keys to have like clues to having a deeper conversation. Um, but big time wise, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think one time that was really hard was, um, after our son was born, getting like the final hospital bill. The first time we were like, whoa, yeah, having a baby is very expensive and we need to like get on that. Um, and, and that was tight. <laughs> um, and then I think, uh, a bit, another big time of a lot of uncomfortable conversations was, um, looking at houses. Like what do we really want in a house? What do we really need in a house? What is a realistic budget? How much are we putting down versus how much should we save in case we need to like fix things up? What's mm-hmm. a realistic monthly payment? Those are difficult, like they're uncomfortable, but I don't know if they mm-hmm. caused um, tension in the the relationship, so to speak. Um, yeah, I do tend to though, like if there is a problem, I, I kind of, I'm like, eh, it's going to work out. I do know <laughs> I have like, that's part of my personality. Like, it's going to work out. And I know that that's yeah. throughout our marriage. Like that, that gets annoying. <laughs> like, okay, yes, but but we need to budget. But we actually like for that to work out, sometimes there needs to be a plan. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But yeah, yeah no. Um, and yeah. So I think, I think, but it, that's so good though, right? Like it's the hard parts are so good because that, that brings out pieces of you that sometimes are good and can help the other. And sometimes it brings out pieces of you that need to be uprooted and removed. Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. am I overly conscious of money? Like every single penny. And do I need to release some of that, that tension and control? Because, um, ultimately like our money is a gift to us and it's mm-hmm. not meant for us to like, freak out about it's 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 meant to be like you said you keep saying good stewards with but um yeah i think mm-hmm. i think those difficult times are where like a lot of growth can happen mm-hmm. i love that you um answered that way i mean we've found fairly consistently you know in our own story and then with other couples that we've worked with who've really made that transition into you know budgeting together and getting on the same page that there aren't huge, you know, derailing explosions that come up now around finances, but mm-hmm. there will be sometimes like a pothole, mm-hmm. but they're good because it brings up maybe something that's just not working anymore. You know, the phrase like what got us here won't get us there. I mean, it applies mm-hmm. with our money, with our families. And we've noticed yeah. that sometimes when we'll get into a season of tension, yeah, it's flagging to us that like, what we discerned as the goal or whatever, just now this is crushing us. Um, mm. And so they they tend to be fruitful, even though they can still pop up and be hard. Yeah. So can you guys describe um, just some of the, we know that money touches everything, you know, in our life. It's just got its hands in everything. What are some positive fruits that you've been able to see in your own marriage and family because you put in the work to get onto the same page? Mm. I like the fact that we don't have money fights the way that I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's nice to, to let our kids have, they just have a very different um, childhood than I did in terms of like that. Cause like, I'm not exaggerating where I'm like every single night there was a, there's an argument about money. And so that's a, to me, that's a very big positive fruit because like we can openly discuss money in front of the kids and mm-hmm. we, we know how to do that. Um, whereas like when, you know, growing up, it was just, there was no common language. There was just no understanding of how we need to do this. 
Um, and then not feeling, at least for them, not feeling like we needed to like show them that we have money. Does that mean, I hope that makes sense. Like I know that my parents mm-hmm. would, would overspend on presents on purpose so that to I had compensate. something to brag about at school, for example, mm-hmm. like, so I can compensate, mm-hmm. like can compensate for, for how little money we did have. Um, and I know that like I, our kids don't look, we're starting to teach them to have an understanding of money, but they don't have a, like, they don't, they're not aware of, of things that I was aware of at their age that they shouldn't be. And I think that's sure. a positive thing. Like they don't need to know that, Oh, parents are struggling or parents, you know, anything like that. I think um, I would agree with that. And I think it's been neat to even talk to our kids um, at different times about like why we're not making a particular purchase, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because we haven't saved for it yet. Um, And, and they get, they get compensated for their chores. So they get to choose, you know, how they spend their money. And we, we have those kind of money discussions. Um, So it's been, it's been fruitful because we can have those at an age appropriate and, and stress-free level. Um, I also, um, I think we have found a lot of freedom when our finances are in check that we can give of our time. And then we can also give more freely to other people who may find themselves in a difficult situation. We don't have a lot to share, but like, okay, you, you need money. Sorry, you need a meal. I, we can cover you know, mm-hmm. making an extra meal for a family that just had a baby or somebody that got sick suddenly or what have you. We can we can drive your kids around because that extra like tapping into extra gas is not going to hurt us and, and things like that. So we have flexibility in that. And then also the flexibility of time in choosing the occupations that we did. While we took a, a salary cut, we we are home for dinner every night with our kids because of our mm-hmm. schedules and we're able to to minister to young engaged couples and have them over to our house just more freely because our schedule is more free. Um, and again, those were intentional decisions of, okay, our finances may not be where some people think they should, but it's given us the freedom mm-hmm. to do what we think God has called us to do with our with our time and and our mm-hmm. our passions. And we were able to cash flow grad school as well. Like that was yeah. something that oh. I don't think we would have been able to do. Um, it like, but it took us like eight years to finish it. Yes. So, like, so we, both just... ha- we both got our master's after being married oh. and we cash flowed them, but yeah, it took but us we, a while. It took us a while, <laughs> but like that was part of like the discernment and sacrifice and like, all right, God's calling us to this, but we took a lot to, to get there. But that was, that's a fruit of just having that conversation too. Cause we could have easily just jumped into debt right after sure. getting married mm-hmm, um, right. and we'd be in a very different I love how, uh, both of you described the influence of or the ripple effect of handling your money well, understanding that, being on the same page, and how it ripples out and affects your children and mm-hmm. shapes your family, right? It's right. You, your parents didn't sit you down uh, and go, okay, every night you, you bring up some problem with your money and you yell at each other about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you kind of learned that, right? You, that's what you right. saw. And yeah. You now get to you can they're gonna think oh yeah well you just talk about money and I don't know it's just like not not a, a charged topic or yes. right. when we see someone who needs help we can help them yes. in whatever variety of ways they might need help we we say okay I'm gonna take on a little bit of responsibility for you right now today and we're gonna get you whatever it is that you need and that yeah. those things right in the same way that you 
uh, <clears throat> you, Monica, where you got this kind of this, you save, you save, you save, kind of, you know, drilled into you as you were growing up, they're going to see like you help and you serve and you love mm-hmm. brought into them into like a part of who they are. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, that what a beautiful fruit to come out of you actually paying attention to your finances. And that's yeah. going to make your children more compassionate people. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought awesome. of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to hear about, so thank you for sharing some of those fruits. I'd love to hear about, um, do you guys, any, and I know this is kind of like a vulnerable topic, and if you feel like it's (laughs) too much, you don't have to answer, but any dreams that you have for your future? Because oftentimes, you know, we have to be prioritizing the money for different dreams that we might have out there. Um, Jonathan and I have a dream of having a cabin. Because uh, I watched Dan in real life, and I have to have a cabin. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I, I have seen the trailer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you have to go watch Dan in real life now. It's but enjoyable. It's like That's they awesome. do charades, and they make pancakes, and they all work out together. The whole family's there. They it's sing. A <laughs> yeah. It's a movie. All because but... they have this cabin. Yes. So now, <laughs> I'd love to hear. You know, so that's like a long term for us, where it's always going to be in our budget, like we're going to be tucking that away to protect mm-hmm. that dream. Um, do you guys have any that's unique to your family? Mm-hmm. Um, so one, one of our dreams, uh, <laughs> one of our dreams is when we become an empty nest, we take, we, we take the summer off and we take an RV across the country and just <gasps> like stop in different places all the, along the way. And it just be the two of us. And like a kid could fly into one place if they want to, but they're not welcome. We have a couple, a couple <laughs> they're not welcome on the whole trip. No. <laughs> um, but just to like kind of, um, yeah, just to like to to celebrate like the hard work and like the fruit of the hard work of of now um, like us time again, mm. you know, and, and like we've given and we've and we've worked and we've saved and we've given and just to kind of like sneak away for a little bit um, and not have to like worry about other things for a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, and we who's would gonna, like to help. The RV? Probably me. I'm the driver in the, in the, I'll drive the in RV. the marriage. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. I do most of the driving now. Um, and then uh, we would like to help contribute to our kids schooling when they're older um whatever that may be um we hope that some of them actually like choose trade school or things like mm-hmm. that because yeah. I, they're they're under underappreciated occupations out there but um we'd like to help but not pay for all of it like mm-hmm. on purpose but to just um to to lighten the load but to have them like contribute and be a part of the load um at that point we hope their financial literacy is is one that when they make their their post high school decisions, it's a part of their discernment process and their thinking and consideration. So, um, but we would like to. Do you have yeah. any dreams? I, those are my dreams. I was just gonna, yeah, those are. What I, I'll go along with those, but I um I just want I honestly just want to pay off the mortgage. Yes. And then not have to worry about that. That I'm like I'm very simple. Like that'd be great. And then <laughs> own our house. Own our house, and that's owner it. House. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, I think we should we should hang out more. I'm seeing a lot of personality similarities yeah. here. So <laughs> <laughs> after the podcast, we'll have to hang out virtually yeah. again sometime. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're 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 it's it's coming. Uh, but yeah, we've got a big RV trip, like a year long well, on the road at some point. It's in our a dream, future. but wow. we'll, we'll see when, when it comes. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. In God's we'll that's see. awesome. That's Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for being willing to share your story. It's just been a delight to have you. And I know that there's people listening to this that are hearing that there's hope, you know, that two people with different upbringings can actually learn the same language, merge their money successfully, and then have it be a source of peace and not a constant source of tension. So I just mm. appreciate you for being vulnerable and honest and sharing your story tonight. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure having you. Yeah, and if folks enjoyed uh, hearing from you as much as we did, where can they get more of you online? Sure. Um, so we are on Instagram, at To Become Family. And then um, we host a podcast, Pre-Cana with the Pope. Um, it's our, our goal is to restore confidence in marriage and family life. So it's for engaged couples and dating couples, but also married couples um, to just talk about the, the practicals of life in, in light of our faith. And, um, and we use the, we rely heavily on the intercession and the wisdom of St. John Paul, the great. Hmm. Okay. So anywhere they're listening to podcasts, they can look that up and then yep. they yes. can go to, to become family.com. Yes. yes. Or, yep. And that's where you are on social media. Okay. Awesome. Great. We'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, and one more I forgot to add. Um, we have written um, a children's book, oh. and Renzo wrote um, a, a consecration book for adults to St. Joseph, um, so families can consecrate themselves to um, his intercession and his protection. Um, so Go to Joseph is the adult book, and Go to Joseph for Children is for children, and they're both 10-day uh, consecrations, so it's manageable to do as a, as a family. <laughs> so that is something um, his... His intercession has um, done everything for our family. He has saved our, our marriage. So um, we, we thank him for that as well. I love it. Okay. Wow. We're going to have to get those yeah. consecration books. Sounds awesome. Thank you for, for putting in the effort to get those out to people, to write that. Awesome. We will link to that in the show notes. Yep. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for being here. And until next time, everyone. Bye, bye for, for now. now. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode's from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.